Hey, it's Tarty to the party. He's Bill and Daniel. We're going to talk about things we missed the first time we're bound to... I don't know why. Is this your Cary Grant impression? No. Then get out of here. We're going to talk about... How do you do a Cary Grant impression? Because you have to it's be so... It's still Friday. Uh, isn't his... Wasn't his impression the one that people did, which is Judy, Judy, Judy? Is that what? Or is that, that somebody is? else? Because so much of Cary Grant is in the eyes and just like that, like a little bit of a slouched hat and like, oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's very hard to be Cary Grant unless you're actually Cary Grant. Um, yeah. This movie is also known as uh, Schmitty the movie. <laughs> Schmitty the motion picture. <laughs> if anyone's ever wondered, yeah, Schmitty, I don't know where Schmitty came from, but whenever I hear any kind of old-timey stuff like this, my first reaction is just to go, Schmitty, she, Schmitty. It's got a lot of newspapers guys going, yeah, yeah, that's right, uh, newspapers, yeah, This see? is like, I don't know, this, I don't know if this is the progenitor of all that, but it's definitely within, it's definitely with the original, uh, original recipe. It's one of the li- original 11 herbs and spices that, com- <laughs> that comprise Schmitty. Yeah, definitely. It's got a lot in common with our podcast. <laughs> and that it's just kind of rambling and with no sense. People, people talk very fast. They talk over each other. Yeah. Not a lot of, of important stuff is said. It's kind of boring. Well, <laughs> That's the thing. It's interesting because this is definitely like a hangout movie. The plot. I mean, there is a plot, but like you're not there for the plot. You're there just to hang out with these characters and their their goofy attitude. And so there's not a lot to talk about from a plot perspective. I mean, you know, there's developments and and crazy happenings and stuff, but that's not really the point of the movie. The point of the movie is just like shooting the shit and just like it's kind of funny. to. It's it's, this almost like the perfect movie just to have in the background while you're doing something else because it's just comforting old-timey bullshit, but... No, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you like it? <sighs> yeah. Oh, I actually okay. did. So you didn't like it? Not really. What, did we say what we're talking about? His Girl Friday? Yeah, His Girl Friday. His Girl Friday, 1940... Was it 1940? I don't Classic remember. directed by Howard Hawks, which I'm gonna... I'm gonna again, because we're both into old-timey stuff. It's not like we have an aversion to old-timey stuff, but... Yeah, you'd never seen this before, huh? No. Hmm. And it's on the it's on a lot of like you're gonna see this movie before you die list and you know, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. It was it was I I kind of picked it because when I searched for 1940s comedies, it was on like it was number five on some list of yeah. like the best comedies of the 1940s. Fuck no way. This is on a lot of lists of just like, one of the best all time comedies ever, regardless of era or stars or anything like that. It's not and funny. I though. thought it was. I, I mean, it's not like ha ha knee slapping funny but i thought it was very cute and i thought it was the charming characters are, the characters are assholes <laughs> well that's kind of part of, i like asshole characters this, <sighs> this is a comedy in which a woman commits suicide halfway through and no one cares <laughs> aside from a bunch of vulturous reporters who then run away it's this movie's got some weird tonal shifts, but this is kind of an acerbic movie. Like, that's kind of part of the charm of the movie is that the characters are all assholes. And also, um, I didn't take... I took a, literally zero notes for this film. Yeah. 
because I was watching it and I was like, I think this might be too boring to Aww. not boring, but nothing happens. Oh yeah, that's worth talking about because it's just people talking fast and talking over each other for an hour and a half. I think this movie would be better served if you've watched it a whole bunch of times. And I, like I said, not even sat down to watch, but like had it on the background so you could absorb more of the dialogue and get some of the jokes. Because I think so there's a lot of jokes that'll fly over your head if you're just watching it for this for the first first time, especially you know being a person who's watching this movie like 80 years after it was made. Um, yeah. Oh God, this would be like a better part of 100 years old. I'm, it's freaking me out that stuff with that was made in the 40s is 80 plus years old now. But mm. uh, you know, because when I grew up as a kid in the 80s, that shit was less than a half a century old. But um, yeah. but yeah, this is yeah. You already have to kind of want to have a disposition towards liking this kind of stuff to begin with. <laughs> But, and I like Cary Grant. I love Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I like this better than Arsenic and Old That's, Lace because it's shorter than Arsenic and Old Lace. What the fuck is wrong with you? What's that? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? A, this is shorter than Arsenic and Old Lace. B, it doesn't have a, uh, a egregious miscasting like it does that fake... Uh, who's the guy who played Frankenstein? Boris Karloff. <laughs> Boris Karloff. There's that guy in the movie, in Arsenic and Old Lace, there's a character who's explicitly supposed to be Boris Karloff. Or at least played by Boris Karloff, because they kind of do so little, there's a little bit of a gag like this in his, his Girl Friday, where there's a character who is being played by a character that people refer to as the person who's playing that character, and... Uh, and Boris Karloff, in Arsenic and Old Lace, Boris Karloff had originated this character who, within the play, everyone's talking about, oh, that, that, that guy over there looks like Boris Karloff. But in the movie version, he was busy doing something else, so he couldn't do the movie, so they got just kind of, kind of like another random ugly guy to play that role, and they're still talking about how he looks just like Boris Karloff, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, I I don't know why that's that that's something that would stick in my cross so much. I would be like, I prefer prefer, prefer this to Arsenic and Old Lace because of that. But um, Arsenic and Old Lace has old ladies murdering people, and that is great. So it also does have. Um, he's the son of a sea cook. <laughs> they both have references to Archibald Leach. Uh, it also, you know, the Arsenic and Old Lace also has. Um, it does have Peter Laurie. It does have. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh god, what else was I gonna say? Oh, it has a fucking uh who's the boy? Bully bully. The president <laughs> the guy. Bully, bully. I forgot the name of the president. I want to say Harry S. Truman, but that's not it. Who's the Ronald f- Reagan? The guy who, re- re- who rode with the Rough Riders. The no, oh, the, the Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's Christ. in our snake at old lace? No, the guy the his the the grandma's cousin. Oh right, the guy that thinks he's Yeah, yes, who's okay. constantly charging up and down the steps. Charge! Yeah. yeah, this movie, well, it's funny because I think Arsenic and Lace was probably made within just a year, like, maybe a year after this or something, because it's definitely, like, 1940, 1941. Um, well, definitely, like, pre-war comedy, but, yeah, you didn't I care much part, for this? I think part of my disdain also comes from the fact that, like, IMDb and all the places label it as a screwball comedy. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a screwball comedy. Oh, Arsenic and Lace was 1944, I'm sorry. Um... You bastard. Well, it's screwball. I completely imagine other movies that were being made in 1940. This is definitely screwball compared to that. I guess. I mean, you know, again, this is kind of going back to the Tra- uh, Charlie Chaplin issue we had last week where, like, you have to take these things on their own terms when they were made. Like, this is screw. I mean, we've grown up with a thousand movies that have been informed 
buy movies like this that are far more quote-unquote screwball than this just because they've taken the screwball formula and amplified it so going back to the source it's not going to be that screwball but let's see what else came out in 1940s in comparison to this and Terry Grant's character is just an unlikable asshole in this. Yeah. Oh man, Pinocchio came out the uh, 1940. Fantasia. Wait, yeah. this must be 1940s movies, because yeah, Fantasia did not come out in 1940. Yeah, Schmitty. Turns out Hildy's an asshole too. Oh, Hildy being what's her face? Yeah. yeah. Here's my question: Did you ever see mm. the Hudsucker Proxy? No. We, oh, see, that's... You have asked me that before. Yeah, see, like... If you had seen the Hunsucker Proxy and liked it, I think you would be a little more predisposed to liking this, because um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character in the Hunsucker Proxy is pretty much just Hildy from this movie. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character in the Hunsucker Proxy does not wear a stupid-ass hat like Hildy wears at the beginning of this movie, where it's got, like, a... It's like a baseball cap mixed with a stove... Like, a Lincoln stove... It, it was the era stupid hats <laughs> 1940s man oh god i'm glad that the war happened just so they could divert all that fabric away from the <laughs> away from the hat industry because they were fucking up left and right at least women's hats so yeah arsenic on the old lace uh, we're not gonna do a blow by blow plot thing this week because yeah da- that's usually daniel's job daniel said fuck it i'm tired and bored of this shit i just want it to end um, I was it I wasn't it wasn't so much that it's just it was I just didn't I just couldn't <laughs> See, I love I love the schlubby press room filled with goof like hang dog looking reporters there's it's just a bunch of character actors I did appreciate um I guess another big thing that this movie did was one of the first movies to try to approximate the way people will talk over each other in 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 normal conversation even though the dialogue is still very stilted and fabricated and still artificial but like the fact that it's not just the actors just waiting to take their lines at one after another that they're like talking over and to the point that even uh all the dialogue in this movie was written so that the first first uh, couple words and the end couple words of every sentence isn't, isn't important uh, so mm-hmm. they can can have their lines be stepped on without uh, the audience getting lost about what they're talking about, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I guess the way they recorded the dialogue, uh, I guess because back in 1940 they did not have uh, like mixing boards or anything like that 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 could uh, uh, that could accommodate multiple live microphones at the same time. So they had uh, like up to. No oh god, it was a whole bunch of different mics within the sets that they had one guy who would have to switch between which live was uh which microphone was live and recording. And so like, you know, this person over here is talking, so he had to switch to this microphone, switch to that microphone. And like in, in any given scene there could be up to thirty five switches according to IMDV trivia, which sounds a little bit crazy, which I'm not quite sure how true that is because that runs contrary to the fact that you'd have multiple characters speaking at the same time or speaking over each other, so you'd think you would have to have at least more than one mic live in order to cleanly pick up that i don't know but it's interesting interesting that even the idea of having all these characters talking over each other would have forced some kind of technological breakthroughs in terms of recording all that dialogue but yeah that's kind of the mm-hmm. legacy of this movie is everyone going schmitty <laughs> and then yep yeah um and also the animated gif <laughs> of Karen oh, yeah, Grant doing the get out thing. Get out, which yeah. I saw. That's pretty I love shit. it when I'm watching a movie 
and I can see the animated gift that was taken from sneaking up on me. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, this yeah. background looks familiar. And you can see them maneuvering <laughs> themselves into the position that they're going to be for the animated <laughs> gif. And I'm like, yeah. Um, which we had a moment like that with Citizen Kane where Citizen Kane is clapping. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's. I'm sorry you didn't care much for it. Yeah, it's his fine. Go Friday. It's directed by Howard Hawks. I'm trying to think of any, any interesting trivia. There's a Looney Tunes gangster in this movie. That cracked me up. Yes. <laughs> totally look like the gangsters that Bugs Bunny runs against in some of the Looney Tunes cartoons. And also, <sighs> I, I the guy that brings the reprieve that the mayor and sheriff try to bribe. Yeah. I was recognized his voice, and I was killing me. I was like, "Why is this guy's voice so familiar?" Uh-huh. And turns out he was the, he played uh, Willie in the Mickey and the Beanstalk. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember that. I, knew voice. I recognized his voice. Man, I don't remember the guy having a very specific voice. Did you notice the other Disney voice in this movie? Mm-hmm. One of the uh, reporters in the press room. He's kind of a slightly hangdog face guy. He's kind of got a little bit of bulgy <laughs> so eyes. all of them. <laughs> I know exactly, but... Uh, yeah, one of the guys is... Let me see. Where's my notes? Um, bum, bum, bum... Is... Yeah, one of the guys... One of the reporters in the press room is Cliff Edwards, who voiced Jiminy Cricket. Um, mm. Which led me down a whole terrible path of seeing what happened to this guy, because it's Jiminy Uh-oh. Cricket. What happened? Like, did he get royalties from Wish you, when, when You Wish Upon a Star or anything like that? Unfortunately, no, he died decades later, poor alone. In fact, uh, his body was donated to science. Uh, but at least when both the Disney Company and the Actors Guild found out that he had died, uh, the Actors Guild uh, uh, volunteered to pay for uh, him to have an actual burial, not just get cut up in some science lab somewhere. And then also the Disney Company paid for his gravestone. But it's, that's still kind of a fucked up ending for the guy who's saying, when you wish upon a star. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of the epitome of too little, too late. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, wasn't did the kid who played Peter Pan shoot himself? And yes, well, he died. Like you said, he died on a basketball court in L.A. in the middle of the night. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody claimed his body for like three months or something. Yeah. Also, the kid who played Alfalfa got like stabbed in a in a fight over like five bucks or something like that. It's almost like life just sucks. There's, there's nothing specific to the entertainment industry about people having bad ends, but... I think there's... there's a it gets a little heightened too. in the entertainment industry. Yeah, but... Yeah. That's yeah. it! <laughs> that's and our 10-minute episode about his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, I mean, like I said, I well, do have notes. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think the, of anything the, off the top of my head. Um, so, so I'm, I'm assuming that her goal was never to marry the poor other schmuck in the the image. She just wanted to get her ex-husband jealous so he would marry her. I, no, that, I think she was serious goal? about that. I think she only realizes at the end how sad she is that Cary Grant was honestly trying to ship her off with that guy because that's she has she suddenly has that turn in the literally the last minute and a half of the movie where she she suddenly starts crying because she thinks Cary Grant was gonna let her move to Albany with this goddamn insurance guy. And I think she was serious. I don't think this whole movie mm-hmm. was a con or a game or anything like that. It's just, it's not until she's in the thick of things and backdoor hold lifestyle. Did they ever admit, did they ever mention in the movie how long she's been out of the, the reporting game? Mm, I don't, I think maybe, I don't I know. mean, the whole start of the movie <laughs> is setting up the fact that she is 
Cary Grant's ex-wife, and that she's, I guess as a result of divorcing him, she's also left uh, the newspaper business as a result, too. But they never say how long she's been out of the game or anything like that, at least not as as far as I could pick up. And, but yeah, the movie starts with her coming back and being all like, oh, Schmitty, Schmitty, Schmitty. Yep, Schmitty, Schmitty, right? Schmitty, Schmitty. Schmitty, I'm, I'm, here. I'm, uh, I'm angling to get hooked up with this fella, you see. He sells policies. Life Why insurance. did she go and see Cary Grant to tell him? That's that what I'm her. like. I mean, that's I know that's not the whole point of the movie. The point of the movie, it's a play. It was based off a play too, which is why there's only like three locations in this entire entire movie. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. The plot of this movie is not really. You're not really supposed to pay attention. It's all just an excuse to get these characters together in a room and just bantering off each other. And it's super speedy banter that's hard to kind of like pick up on the, the nuances of. If you're just watching you know what it I for did, the first time, but you know what I did pick up on though. What's that? Oh, that man shouldn't have shot that colored policeman. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I thought that was going to be more. Yeah, and if they don't, if they don't hang him, they're going to lose the colored vote. I mean, that's the way. I'd rather them say colored than a lot of other things they could have. I guess said, but so this movie. Uh, is kind of it's it's the story of well, it's 1940 uh, uh, trying to get uh they're trying to get his reprieve for reasons yeah the, their magazine or newspaper is trying to get him reprieve for because of yeah it's weird huh? because when the movie starts off too uh carrie grant is already invested trying to get this guy off the hook um which is weird because you think as a reporter he would just be interested in just getting a scoop but it's funny that he's actually like politically motivated and trying to get this guy off um Mm -hmm. too which i thought was kind of weird um and you you do kind of find out that the guy is kind of i don't want to say feeble-minded but he's definitely he's played by the norwegian resistance guy from casablanca who Mm. is very kind of like very meek and he's got a face like this and he's all like oh you boo 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 and also Mm -hmm. he has a girlfriend randomly shows up at the press room and harasses the reporters but she's she's not a girlfriend she's just some lady who saw him in the cold rain or something and let him come into her house to warm up and then you guys are so mean to him i'll give you a story (laughs) and then and then the guys have to be like oh look it looks like she's kind of moving she might still be alive so it's not quite as tragic as the scene seems to suggest (laughs) and we're never going to talk about this moment again for the rest of the film well, that's why yeah. I was confused, because I, I was wondering if that lady was supposed to be a secretary or another reporter or something like that, because I did not understand why she'd be hanging out in the press room. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, I, again, with the plot not supposed to be making too much sense, why all of these characters are hanging out in this press room, like, the mayor and the sheriff, or just yeah. everyone in town is just happening to be hanging out in this press room. And the press room just happens to be located right across the street from where, where they're going to publicly hang this guy. Um, I, I mean, I get that the press room, it's not the newspaper press room, it's the press room for the courthouse, um, which yeah. does kind of explain why all these public figures would be at least yeah. adjacent to the press room, but it's, it's still... So, and, and, and the guy that they're trying to get a reprieve from at one point escapes in the movie yeah. uh, from the police because 
the sheriff gave him his gun to recreate the scene of him shooting it is, the cop. It is Chief Wiggum levels of... Wait, what? How dumb is this dude? Well, that's kind of... a loaded gun! Well, that's what... That, that's why Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell threatened to expose at the end. That's how they essentially turned the tables at the end of the movie. Uh, between that and also finding out that the uh, mayor was gonna have this guy... Have... Um, the main dude in question, this criminal, this murderer in 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 question, killed despite uh him already already having a reprieve from the governor, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that that I mean that's kind of the leverage that Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell used to to end the movie with essentially is yeah how stupid are you guys like this guy's this guy's <laughs> this guy's no angel but also you guys are fucking morons too but. Yeah, and that kind of ties into the 40 screwball thing is kind of this cynical, like, even the cops are fucking morons kind of thing. Everyone's kind of a moron um, kind of shtick. So, yeah, I thought that that was, I had a good time with this movie. Although I do have to admit, I was stupid enough to try to start watching this last night right after having a big meal. And I'm, mm. I'm, I've reached that age where if I haven't slept enough the night before and then I have a big meal, like, I'll go into low power mode. <laughs> I'll get dozy very quickly. And so I watched the first 20 minutes of this movie three times because I kept on dozing off and have to rewind it in like 30 30 second increments. You're just a sleepy panda. I was just like... Again, that kind of tied in because it's an old timey screwball comedy thing. It was also it was it's not that I was bored by the movie, but it just seemed like comfort food because it was so like mm. you know because I fell asleep all the time. My kid, my parents loved watching old timey comedies and movies and stuff like that from the forties and fifties and even the thirties. And listen, we as a family we would listen to old old timey thirties and forties adventure serials and radio programs in the car while going out to like flea markets and stuff like that so any kind of old-time media like this is already kind of like skewed towards making me very kind of comfy and sleepy and so um between that and hell yeah just having just just just, uh fed my choppers i was just so yeah it's it's uh What'd you think of Cary it's Grant defin- specifically in this compared to other stuff you've seen him in? He was an asshole. <laughs> what well, What is Cary Grant played a quote unquote like straight up good guy? Wasn't he a good straight up good guy in our stinking old place? Well, he very quickly becomes uh, an uh, associate to murder in that <laughs> a willing hider hider of bodies I and stuff. Guess. I mean, while he is also like a depraved womanizer in that movie too, he's famous for writing books about how women are stupid, aren't they? But oh, I found the right true. one forgot about um, that yeah i don't know i haven't seen that many Cary grant movies i think of at the uh, if mem- as far as my memory goes right now i've seen this our snake of old lace and notorious oh god he was in he notorious was in- <laughs> <laughs> yes he was <laughs> all i remember about notorious there's something about a key and that the invisible mm-hmm. man's also in there too fantasia did not come out in 1940 holy shit pinocchio and fantasia came out the same year oh that's got to be wrong I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm still just looking up all their uh, 1940s films, which is yeah, funny because watch, huh? His Alfred Hitchcock stuff because maybe that's good. But yeah, let's see Cary Grant movies. I don't know. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's. I mean, he yeah, plays the character that he's supposed to be playing it just fine. It is but. inevitable that we're gonna have to do North by Northwest someday. I've seen To Catch a Thief. Mm. Let's see, Arsenic Old Lace. There's nothing. 
really left in his filmography filmography that I'm dying to see. Um, yeah, man, it's a lot of. He's done a lot of movies. Topper? He was in Topper. A lot of Schmitty. Yeah, a lot of Schmitty, but not even like really famous or well-regarded Schmitty. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these movies are, are actually pretty great, great if you see them, but like, yeah, of all the movies that I'm seeing on this list, aside from like Earth. North by Northwest, Arsenic and Old Lace, yeah, it's pretty much just, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, what movie were you talking about? His Girl Friday? That's, that's kind of like at the top of the list. Yeah. Hmm. There's one with him and, and Catherine Hepburn, which... I was I was wondering if they'd be good together. I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. Catherine Hepburn? It's Holiday, I believe. Yeah. Let's see. He's in another with Audrey Hepburn, but... That would know. be interesting. Oh, man, that would be Schmitty, Schmitty up the wazoo. <laughs> oh, my so God, that sense. would be Omega Schmitty. <laughs> if only they were fighting Al Capone. That would just be a three-way schmitty. Yeah, Holiday, Bringing Up Baby. Oh, wait. No, what? are these all a cat burn? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess Hepburn and Cary Grant did do a whole b- bunch of movies. Too. The Philadelphia Story, Bringing Up Baby. Actually, no, I've heard good things about it, Bringing Up Baby. But unfortunately, that seems to be the same creative... Like, that's also Howard Hawks. And also Screwball mm. Comedy. Mmm. Maybe I'll do that someday, because I guess you won't <laughs> be picking another Howard Hawks screwball comedy. Ah, uh, who knows? Yeah, Sylvia Scarlet. Who knows what <sighs> Man. If I chose this at random, because <laughs> I saw it listed in enough places. What were your other choices? What else were you considering for this week? Uh, Anything in particular? No, not really. Aw. I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was dragging on it. <laughs> figuring out what I wanted to watch more so than usual. Yeah. Also, but was this I, I, was this an easy I'm pick? Because sure. it's also in the public domain, so you could just watch it for free on YouTube. Was that? Yeah, part that of it? actually helped. <laughs> that is hilarious. I did notice that that is one of the big IMDb trivia's. Is yeah, I guess the copyright holders just forgot to reapply for its copyright in like 1968 or something like that. So yeah, you can just yeah, it's just everywhere. Which is kind of a shame because it's a good movie. Well, I guess I mean that doesn't keep movie. Studios from republishing it, like Criterion just put out a really fancy Blu-ray about the movies, uh, and it was which I might pick up sometime. I'm kind of curious to see what the making of stuff about this movie was because I love. What else did Rosalind Russell do? No, because no, I actually looked and I, nothing seemed jumped out at me. Yeah, because she's such a prototype. Anything. Just her, her, and her character in this movie is such, like, yeah, like I said, such a prototype of the her. Schmitty Woman, that, yeah, I'm not seeing anything Sh- else. Schmitty Woman is my least favorite <laughs> Lenny Kravitz song. Man, Schmitty Woman, the ending of that was so tragic where <laughs> Julia Roberts, instead of learning mm. that hookerism is a bad thing, she just learns to stop saying Schmitty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if anything else that Rosalind Russell did that's... Yeah, not seeing anything. The Feminine Touch, Sister Eileen. What else? What else about this movie? Um, I don't know. It's, like I said, it's just a lot of dialogue. It was based on a play called The Front Page, which yeah. was made into a film I mean, of the same name in 1931. Yeah. This lady comes to her old job to see her ex-husband, who is also her ex-boss, to tell him she's getting married. 
and then he tries to get her on one last job and maybe get her back it's unclear or if he just wants to keep her in at the job or he just also might like to torture maybe he just likes to torture her husband who he keeps uh tricking and throwing into jail all the time yeah which that that i did i thought that was clever too about how he gets his uh, Looney Tunes gangster buddy, which, why this gangster buddy spends all of his free time hanging out with the editor of the city's biggest newspaper? I have no idea. Um, but, like, that guy keeps on fucking, yeah, uh, Cary Grant keeps on using his uh, Looney Tunes gangster buddy to <laughs> to screw over um, Rosalind Russell's fiance, uh, pit-pocketing him, uh, foisting a blonde prostitute onto him, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um... All kinds of stuff like that. It was kind of clever. Money. Well, it is interesting, too, to see Rosalind Russell um, seeing, predicting these moves by Cary Grant. And that's why when they're at the restaurant at the beginning, she's like, okay, give me all your money. If if you, if you uh, if Cary Grant writes you a check for $2,500, make sure you keep it in the in the rim of your hat. Don't put, like, put it in your wallet or anything like that. And so it's kind of funny to see this like chess game between Rosalind Russell and Cary Grant happening where they're using her poor fucking fiance as the one like piece on the chessboard. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, I'll admit this movie probably would be better on multiple viewings. Yeah. But that first time is such a slog to get through. Like I, I said, if you're like me and you 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 watch it while very sleepy and just rewatch every five minutes over and over and over again, <laughs> it starts to make more sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe not the best way to watch any film. It was better than some of the 1940s yeah. and 30s. Still better than anything Charlie Chaplin's sure. ever made. Oh, well. This one actually talks. Like, things happen. low bar. Low bar. I mean, I'll take I'll take the ending of this movie over Charlie Chaplin and the blind girl just going, ah, ah, and then <laughs> irising out. <laughs> sure. Yeah, bite my nail. <laughs> um, yeah, Howard Hawks, the director of this film, was using a copy of the play The Front Page. Uh, as an example, when talking about speedy slash overlapping dialogue at a party at his house, and, um, uh, when a woman wound up speaking Hildy's lines for this, like, little reenactment he was doing at his house, uh, Hawks liked it enough that he decided that he should, um, remake the play as a film where Hildy was, I guess it's, I guess the character's name is Hildy in the original play when she is a man. Uh, he just I was like, oh yeah, this might be enough to like remake the whole play as a uh, screwball romantic comedy with a gender flipped Hildy, and so that became the whole impetus for the, the the creation of this version of that play. I do wonder what the plot of the play is without the romantic. Well, that's what they said because otherwise it's almost exactly the same, except it is just. Uh, I guess because even Hildy still has a fiancé. Of course, they had to change the gender of the fiancé, but it sounds like the basic strokes of everything is very similar. In fact, looking mm. at the reviews for this movie when it first came out, a lot of people were like, well, this is the exact same story we've seen oh. three times already, except there is a gender flip thing, and it's definitely speedier and delivered faster than before, but it's still pretty good. But they're like, it is a little tired, so- but it's still entertaining. And now... Before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. For your convenience, we shall keep you informed of the remaining intermission time. Three minutes before the next show starts. 
the Columbia Studios in Hollywood comes an exciting new film triumph. A companion hit to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, His Girl Friday. Co-starring a thrilling new pair of screen lovers, Devil May Care, Cary Grant, and ravishing Rosalind Russell. Let's listen in to one of their tender, idyllic love scenes. I am fond of you, you know. And a girl? I often wish you weren't such a stinker. <laughs> Will you get me the... Drop that phone. Never mind. Put that gun down, Earl. No, I won't. Here's your reprieve. Huh? They try to bribe me right away. Who are they? Who are they? Them. Why, that's absurd on the face of it. Water, he's talking like a child. Out of the mouths of babes. Hi, babe. This is Mr. Baldwin, Bruce's mother. What are you doing? Shut up. I won't shut up. You're doing something wrong. Mother, please. Take her out of here. Well, wait a minute, Walter. Quiet, right, Louis. Yes, sir. Take the lady over to Pollock Mike's. My name's Louis Peluso. <laughs> Pictures off face, sir. Please tell me. Please tell me the truth. Tell me if you ever love me. Please tell me. Now look here, my good You shut up, Burns. You're doing all this to her. I know that. She wanted to get away from you and everything you stand for, but you were too smart. You caught her and changed her mind, didn't you? Take Hitler and stick him on the funny page. Now let me ask you. You lucky people, just sit back for a moment, relax, and notice the delightfully clean, cool, and refreshing atmosphere of this scientifically air-conditioned theater. Great, isn't it? Remember, you can enjoy great motion picture entertainment all summer long in cool comfort at this theater. Yeah. So you you asked me what some of the other choices were, and I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I do know. Because I, I was half an hour into it, and I was like, man, maybe I can find something else. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Yeah. I was interested, because it's a name we haven't really mentioned, well, but he did a lot of work back in the day, and he was a, quite a profound comedian. I started looking into W.C. Fields. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, and I started what horrible to, thing I, did you find? <laughs> well, not, nothing really. That's kind of joke, I, Fatty I, Arbuckle. <laughs> I started I started to watch some of WC Fields shorts and the acting was so bad 
And it was just so contrived. I was like, I can't. There's I can't a reason why this. people remember W.C. Fields, but nothing he's ever actually made. He's known as a get personality, here, but not a film star. Yeah, all you all you know is get out of here, kid. You bother <laughs> me. That's it. That's all you have to hang your hat on when it comes to W.C. Fields. I I, I watched oh. a like quote unquote best of like clips of W.C. Fields on YouTube. Yeah, and his physical comedy was pretty decent. But you just have to sit through the rest of a WC Fields. Man, it would be interesting to see, like, to watch it. presumably he had his own stand-up routines and stuff, right? Yeah, he started off in vaudeville as a juggler. Yeah, that would be kind of cool to see a WC Fields, like, his routine. But, like, I don't want to see him in a movie, but I would just like to see him telling jokes, though. Lots of... And, you know, in <laughs> some of the montages of him, there's a lot of him threatening to beat a child, which isn't <laughs> I, as funny as it might have used I to be. I think that's always... I love that's a common denominator in all cultures, is let's and get a laugh out of beating this kid, or at least threatening to. A lot of him threatening to beat a child yeah. and a, being quote-unquote henpecked yeah. by a, a, a shrill old harpy of a wife. Was WC I'm like, Fields? I don't, I don't know if that would really play anymore. Did WC Fields have like any radio shows? Because I'm looking up like, uh, your 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 thing with WC Fields is like, I'm thinking the same thing about Jimmy Durante. Where I'd love to do some more Jimmy Durante stuff, but like, I think he was just yeah. a personality. I don't think he. I mean, he, I think he did some radio, sh- a lot of radio. But Jimmy like, Durante did like some musicals and stuff. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of anything where he would have been front and center, not just some kind of background show. Uh, WC Fields did shorts and stuff and then he got sick with something i don't remember what <laughs> probably alcohol his nose fell off <laughs> and and then he did some radio plays with a friend of his or something and that got him back in the limelight and got him popular enough he started doing movies again so he started off on vaudeville got into like shorts and stuff and then okay Fell out of that, did radio for a bit, and that got him back into movies. Oh, man. I'm looking up Jimmy Durante's... I forgot Jimmy Durante dies at the beginning of It's a Mad, Bad, Mad World. You know what? I'm surprised that I never drew a Mario character as Jimmy Durante, because I drew Wario. Because he's pretty much Mario and Luigi's dad, or grandpa. Yeah, I drew drew Wario as WC Fields. (laughs) I forgot about that, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, looking at Jimmy Durante's Wikipedia page, just t- just just how they've written out all of his catchphrases. <laughs> Dad- Cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> just, yeah, with 13 A's. Ah, I, I got some million of them. Hey. Some of his catchphrases are, that's my boy, that said that. That's my boy. That's moral turpentine. It's a catastrophe. Oh, okay. Everyone wants to get into the act. Umbragio. Which I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that is. Umbragio. Also, just surrounded by assassins. Mm. <laughs> which, it's actually great, because you could totally hear, you know, you could understand exactly what context Jimmy Durante would be saying this shit. But just, like, reading these random phrases out of out of uh, context, which just makes it sound like he was constantly having a stroke. Yeah. Yeah, you know, those are, so W.C. Fields and Jimmy Durante are two people we've completely ignored. I wonder... Oh, you know, I'm gonna write this down on the back of my hand just to see if there's some way we could do either of these guys. Just only you were at a computer. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm just saying, well, like, there had to be some research. (laughs) If we just chose everything we did by just, like, quick Google search, what are they in, and just choosing the first option, we would be dead by now. Let's see, Jimmy yeah, Durante and W.C. Well, I'm Fields. just saying, well, you're writing it on the back of your hand, but if only you had a computer to, or a tablet or something. Oh, I see what you're talking about. On. Okay. You know what? Uh, that, yeah. 
<laughs> that is my life in a nutshell. Um, mm-hmm. God, yeah. I mean, we could talk about Frosty the Snowman if we just want to talk about Jimmy Durante. I don't. I don't. I know I've seen some Jimmy Durante, but I can't remember. Well, well, that's again, that's another person you just know from his personality. But like, yeah, name a Jim Jimmy Durante movie. Name a W. C. Fields movie. Like a hardcore history film history nerds (laughs) might. Uh, Jimmy Durante and W. C. Fields and holy fuck, look at those noses. (laughs) Exactly. I'm looking at. I have not heard of any of the movies that Jimmy Durante's been. Well, it's like name anyone else who like because you know all the all the Hanna Barbera characters in the '60s. Like, who's the Pink Lion? And the, the dog. The, you mean the Pink Panther? Not the Pink Panther, but like the guy who they just reinvented as a gay, essentially like a fucking cartoon panther. Oh, Snaggle. Snaggle. Yeah, Snagglepuss is it Look not Snaggle Look at him over there, even. Yeah, like whoever he's mm. supposed to be, like riffing off of that voice. Like you know that personality, you know that voice. So, like, what movies did that guy ever do? It's that similar thing where you're like, yeah, you understand these personalities, but yeah, yeah, Snaggle. Yeah, was it Snagglepuss? Yeah, it's Snagglepuss. Let's see. Let's see. Let's I know see. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know my terrible Hanna Barbera characters. <laughs> Exit stage left. Okay, so who is he based Exit off? Exit of? stage left. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. all you doggy. What are you talking about? Who's he based on? He's original character. Do not steal. <laughs> copyright, copyright. Warner Brothers were the one. <laughs> Let's see. And he's also known for his catchphrase, "Heavens to Murgatroyd." Yeah, I fucking love those characters, man. Which is again, it's, it's also so just bad. funny. Just when you see the the actual people that these characters were just riffing off of, it's always like, oh my god, who that that reminds me of something, but what the hell, yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, if this guy were a pink lion, I would totally, oh, I see who he's supposed to be, yeah. He's supposed to be based off the cowardly lion, the guy that played really? the cowardly lion. Because it seems like, I could see the influence, but it seems like there's like another specific, huh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, that's, I mean, like I said, OC, do not steal. <laughs> This conversation about man, how much about just the, his how girlfriend is a, going great? How big a hacks were Hannah and Barbara? Pretty. I mean, they did good just by pilfering everyone else's shit. Like, just like it wasn't <laughs> bad. I mean, they just stole all their characters from from. But they still made them pretty stars at the time. Those were pretty, pretty memorable characters. Man, quick drama, McGraw. Of course, they were memorable characters. They were, they were based off the biggest stars at the time. I'm looking up all the characters. Snooper I mean, and Blabber. Like, like we're talking about Jimmy Durante. The dog was based on him. Yeah, Doggy Daggy. Da-da-da. Yeah, do- Doggy yeah. Daddy was yeah Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> all god! The fucking characters are just ripped this off conversation and... would not make sense to anybody who's not our age who didn't grow up uh, watching some <laughs> Hanna Barbera cartoons. Because right now it just sounds like we're losing our fucking minds. Well, there you go. Oh my god! But yeah, Hanna Barbera. I mean, I don't know who's more of a hack, Hanna Barbera or Rankin Bass. Uh, hey, I, like I, th- I think they put enough. Both both teams put enough energy into the original creations that, like, I th- I think they're due some respect. Mm. I mean, still, you know, some of their stuff was kind of hacky, but. And, uh, uh... I mean, the Flintstones I mean, are, are like, you know, Flint- that's famously just uh, the honeymooners the with honey- caveman. Yeah. Uh, shit thrown on. Oh, who's a uh, who's a uh, uh, <laughs> is um, yeah okay yeah well, the sliced alone. Hey, no, hey. I, no, no, sliced alone. 
Uh, I was as uh, Huckleberry Hound. You, Yogi the Bear. Who's he? What's he? Who's he based off of? Cause you know he is Yogi Bear. Let's see. Boo boo. Hey, boo boo. I'm trying to think. Boo-boo. Like, yeah, if you had to stick a gun to my head, who is that? Yeah, Yogi. Hey, boo boo. Is that Ed I, Norton? I, okay, yeah. Well, again with the honeymoon. So thing. they have they have two characters based off of. <laughs> Of him, awesome. Good job, guys. I was guys. just watching because you know I love to listen to the Laser Time, their um, the Simpsons podcast, Talking Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to catch up on some of the more recent episodes, which got me watching uh, the Radioactive Man episode of the Simpsons, and fucking yeah. Mickey Rooney shows up in that. I forgot about that, and he just yeah. completely Jiminy Jellicers, Jiminy Jellicers. <laughs> he completely debased. The whole point of him being there is that he's old and washed up. Will take any job you throw at him. And mm-hmm. they even joke about how, like, he was the highest highest paid star in Hollywood from the years 1939 to 1940. Yeah. God, it's just weird. Old Hollywood is so fucking weird. Kind of vaguely looping right back around to His Girl Friday, but, like, yeah. I mean, I almost feel, like, again, in terms of future projects, I almost feel like we're obligated to do a uh, Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland thing just for the sake of just yeah, saying I've, we've done one. I've- I've looked at them, but there's so many to choose from. Yeah. It's hard to know where to start. You know what? We need to track down to Judy Garland's Mickey Rooney fans and figure out <laughs> which one, oh. if you're only going to choose dead, one. They're all dead, Bill. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. We'll have to drive to the old folks home and try to find a survivor who can tell us what's what. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't imagine those fans would even be young enough to have like a website or anything like that. I think you and I are the last people that even know that they exist. Mm-hmm. God, I was when I was on my Wizard of Oz kick this last fall, which led us to doing the Wizard of Oz silent film a couple weeks ago. Mm. The Oz book that I was flipping through, part of it they were talking about how uh, Judy Garland had used the fan base that she had accrued through the Mickey Rooney movies that she had done, and like there was a pin in there like Mickey and Rooney and Judy Garland love the Wizard of Oz, and I just loved the idea there was a whole Mickey Rooney Judy Garland like fan army out there. <laughs> that she, you know, she could leverage towards uh, helping try to make a, with the Wizard of Oz a hit, and yeah, just think about what happened to all those like millions of people who were such diehard fans of those movies that no one even seems to know exist anymore. It's the weirdest yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, every generation's got their stars. Yeah. Um. Okay, but, positive end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not even 40 minutes in oh, well, it's just, it could be a short episode this is actually about 35 minutes longer than I thought we were going to get um, da, 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 da. most of Howard Hawks' choices cho- choices to play I can't mm, low blood sugar mm. Mm. most of Howard Hawks' choices for women to play Hildy uh, fell through which led him to treating Rosalind Russell as an also ran Meaning that he treated her as like kind of like a loser, like, now we're just stuck with you because we couldn't find anyone better. Uh, yeah. So she was forced to confront him and make the most of, uh, make force him to make the most of what had been dealt with because, yeah, I, I, reading up about the making of this movie, it is, it sounds like she was a little bit like her character, where she was like, I'm not going to put up with shit. You're going to have to, we're going to spend the next three months making this movie. You can't just treat me like shit every day. Um, and so I guess she actually confronted him, and after that, like, he treated her with the respect and there were no more, uh, no more issues about that. And, uh, Rosalind and Russell also thought that Hildy wasn't quite as well-written as Cary Grant's character, 
And so she hired a writer to punch up her lines so she can quote-unquote improvise on set every day, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, which is really weird, because half the point everyone talks about His Girl Friday, it's it's the repartee between those two characters. And to think that there was a version of the script where she wasn't nearly as snappy as she is in the finished film, it would have been a really flat movie if he's like the, if, if Cary Grant was the only one with like the one-liners, it would have been a, like a really lopsided movie. At the same time, they don't share a ton of screen time. No, yeah, because they're off on. Well, he, yeah, yeah, that's a good. There's point. a whole huge middle section where she's just bumming around the the press room, yeah. or running outside and tackling doctors. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great little stunt. I wonder if that was actually her. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, and the yeah, that's when she runs into the murderer and she hides him in the ch- in in the desk that I guess is soundproof. So yes. when they're talking about how they're going to screw this guy and turn him in, like he doesn't hear or try to run away or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. I forget. Yeah, Cary Grant really just does kind of disappear for the whole like middle half of the film. Yeah. Um, but buttholes. You need to do Hudsucker Proxy. You would have had more fun with the Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, it's on my list. Um. Or Plan of the Apes, there. or what were you? What else were you talking about doing last week? Or at least I was trying to poke and see which stuff you hadn't seen before. You've never seen any of the Plan of the Apes uh, movies. We were talking about um, a Bond movies. A G- yeah, a Bond movie. Yeah, but uh, hey, at least I'm pretty sure I know what I'm gonna do next time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, do do you gonna give us a little sneak preview? No, because my mind could always change. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't mean you have to do it next week. It could just be something future. Yeah, you're not going to turn this into a, like a little giveaway game or something like that. Ooh, it's a giveaway game. Yeah, what no, kind of prize could we hand out? Some of the prizes left over from Boy Howdy that never got sent out. Yeah, like all those copies of uh, the the Sixth Gun that I've never. <laughs> well, I I lost those books and I found them again. And when I emailed everyone for their current addresses, no one replied to me, and so I still got those books. And Boy Howdy ended over a year ago, so they're just moldering away. I still wouldn't mind <laughs> if there's any old Boy Howdy listeners who want a copy of the Sixth Gun. Uh, the first, I think it's just the first novel, or the first collection of which I still have them. I could send them out. Could do, it. Yeah. <laughs> could do it hopefully well, we've converted what... all of the boy howdy listeners into target of the party fans <laughs> uh what are you doing next time bill oh god what am i did i oh that's right i did choose it's gonna be a good one because i've already seen it yeah <laughs> um well technically that's i did already see it like 25 years ago too but i only saw part of it because i fell asleep halfway through a um, ringing endorsement. Uh, well, I, uh, but I've seen it you again more recently, so I know it's good. Uh, I'm gonna do. Bo- uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna go. Oh God, I am muckle mouth today. <laughs> we're going to have not only an excellent adventure, but now we're gonna have a bogus journey with Bill and Ted. Mm. We're gonna do Bill and Ted's bogus journey next week. Um, Station. Station. Yeah. Well, I I love the original. uh, We'll we'll rehash this again next week, I'm sure. But I love Bill and Ted. That Excellent Adventure is still one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. But something happened where I think my friends and I like had a sleepover like the night before we went out to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I fell asleep halfway through the film. Bogus Journey. Uh, Bogus Journey, yeah. And... I, I remember falling asleep right when they kill off Bill and Ted, and I woke up when they were in, he- in heaven, and I thought their costumes in heaven looked really stupid. And I just I was kind of just aggravated with the rest of the film. 
just because mm. I don't know, I was just cranky and stuff. But and I'd never seen the film since then until uh, it just popped up on cable last week, and I watched the whole thing, and I was like, this is actually not that bad. And yeah. so, like, and the, you know, I'll just make that you next. Seemed a little, you seemed a little sad that you had watched it and it wasn't for the podcast. I was like, you watched it this year. You can do it for the podcast. Well, yeah, because I was lamenting the fact that I had, like, yeah, had just watched it last week, and you pointed out, well, Bill, just make that your project. Like, like you just saw yeah. it last week. It doesn't like that's not really. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's yeah. That's still like yeah. under the deadline. It's okay. It works out. And so yeah, we're just gonna do that. And yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's. Hmm. Um, now, now I'm really curious to see where your next thing is. It's not. It's I, not. I'll, I'll tell you. What's, it's not. It's it's. No, I'll tell you later. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> keep it from you. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're just not gonna tell our fans. We don't have any fans, Bill. Yeah, no, we have we have a fan. We have people we have that two put fans. up with us. We got two people that listen to us now and then. See, I don't know how many fans we've got because I don't have access to the tracking records on this podcast or anything. Um, I we could have millions, or we could literally have the two that you're talking about. So we've only been recording probably from the start of it for like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's good. Like, what's been going on with you, Bill? What you been playing? Have you watched anything not for the podcast that's older? Watch anything that's older? Because I know we'll do that. Yeah, well, yeah, that like, like the. Especially we just we're just coming down from like Christmas and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of anything uh, like anything that like I've seen or played or like even games and stuff like that. I have not been doing oh, much. You know what? You know what I do want to talk to you about because I remember you posting about it at some What's point. That? Did you have you watched any of Big Mouth, the Netflix series? No, I've heard good things. Even though the uh, the preview artwork on Netflix is horrifyingly ugly. It is one of the ugliest shows I have ever seen. It looks the art style is sci- Yeah, it looks scientifically designed to make you just want to turn off Netflix and throw your TV in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's decently written. It's got a lot of good comedians on it. Yeah, I didn't realize it was created by Nick Kroll, the yeah. comedian guy from uh, Parks. And it's Parks got and John Mulaney and. Uh, Did you? So you have seen a funny. decent amount of it. I saw. I've watched the first season. Yeah, my housemates were watching bits, and I saw. There was a bit where uh, there was, like, a girl menstruating, and she was being harassed by, like, a fucking menstrual demon played by What's-Her-Face from Saturday Night Live or something like that. I thought that was kind of funny, but still. Hormone monster. Yeah. Ugh. Who's the lady? Yeah, it's, Maya it's, Rudolph. It's, t- it's tough to look at. <laughs> I really, I just wanted to be a radio play. Um... Actually, catching up on The Simpsons is one of the things I've been doing lately. They got older episodes of The Simpsons trying to catch up with the, some Talking Simpsons episodes. Because uh, they just did, um... Uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's kind of like the apex of the show and that podcast. <laughs> like, you know, kind of like, oh man, I missed like the first six seasons of uh, episodes that I've talked about. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else, like anything old. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything yeah, new I've been watching. I've been watching Star Trek and stuff. What, like, you're the one who just had a kid. You think you've been, you, you've been sitting around watching a lot of stuff or doing like, playing uh, games or something? Did, I've been watching YouTube when I got a hold of them, just because it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to click on. I did just get the Blu-ray from the Gaming Historian, so if you, like, which is just a bunch of videos that are free on YouTube. I like this idea of, like, just buying a... Blu-rays and DVDs from people who just already have all their stuff stuff uploaded for free on YouTube. Like, what are some lesser-known YouTube channels you like? Let's see. I have to pull up you- the YouTube and bring up and see what who my subscribers to. I found a guy like King K. 
recently who mm -hmm. actually does a lot of good like breakdowns of dungeon design from all the Zelda games, which I kind of mm -hmm. like. That was good. Um, hmm, Super Bunny Hop, who also does some kind of like uh, video game design analysis. Uh, there's these guys. Uh, I don't know. They're kind of obscure. You wouldn't have heard of them. Giant Bomb. Oh, um, I think I've heard of them, maybe. <laughs> you know, I've, uh, oh, man. I have kind of fallen into the pit of watching um, old uh, Best of the Worst videos from Red Letter Media, though. Mm, that's the only thing I'll watch of theirs anymore. Yeah, not, not a fan of... Opinions on, I find their opinions on anything that isn't a bad movie to it be gets, yes, just awful. Especially Rich Evans tends to be a little... Oh um, man, listening to the Giant Bomb Game of the Year deliberations. Yeah, I don't think I agree with Jeff Gersman on anything. I he has terrible taste in a lot it of. It gets things. weird because Jeff Gersman, he seems to be such like he can, uh, he like can so much person. define like if they're gonna give an award to some, but to, to a game or not because he's so much. Mm -hmm. Everyone, not everyone defers to him, but there tends to be like if he decides something is not good, it takes the weight of everybody else at the company to kind of pull against that. Like like how he was just like, oh Zelda sucks, and then everyone else yeah. is like, don't know about that. And even then, he's like, no, it's not gonna be in the top three. It's like, which what I, the yeah, fuck it's, Zelda's not perfect. Breath of the Wild wasn't perfect, but damn man, and like you know, technically he should only be one of like eight voices in that team but like you know because he's the founder like yeah his his is his personality and, and judgment tends to loom over everyone else's in a way that's i don't think he means to do that either but that's just you know that's just like anthropological yeah. it's hard for me to trust him like because he hates yoshi's island that's weird i mean it, it's kind of become a joke on the uh, on the site anymore is how much he just hates yoshi um but yeah do you listen did you ever listen much to the player one podcast no i still listen I've, to those I've, guys. I've listened to a couple things here and there but yeah i still like those guys though but like like i've said it's nothing against them it's just it, it's it's like trying to uh, walk into the middle of a conversation that's been going on for six years and figure out what's happening. Yeah, especially because that podcast has been going on for like 10, 11 years now. Which is, uh, it's just funny because like they've had some switch over in talent. Like their fourth chair. And like, well, that's a lot, like, a lot, a lot of podcasts where you have a core like two or three, usually dudes. Oh, what'd you think of, speaking of Giant Bomb, what'd you think of Abby Russell? Oh, she's great. Oh, because I, I guess she got a lot of flack because she kept on pushing Dream Daddy so much for those deliberations <laughs> that that it be kind of kind of became like a, a meme. That's fine. Everybody's got every year. Every somebody has that one game they push for real hard. Yeah, that's just kind of funny. Uh, Townsend's is something I watch on YouTube. It's a guy who talks about how this is how people lived during the like the Revolutionary War. He blew up on Reddit last year, and he's still trying to figure out how to like. Did you ever see? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your No, thing. no, no. That's that's Did you see that contest on PBS? I want to say like 12, 15 years <laughs> ago where they sent people what? into the wilderness to live like pioneers. Did they die? No, but one guy like they had to call in a doctor because he lost it a bunch of weight and the doctor examined him and said, "You're just healthy now." <laughs> He's like, I know, You're I'm not no fat longer anymore. a fat slag, yeah. I'm all lean and I, I'm thin. And the doctor's like, yeah, you're healthy. I'm Googling right now. Contest PBS live in woods. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, was, they, they did this like pioneer contest thing where families yeah, maybe pioneer should be other the... families. Because it's going to live in woods. weird. Huh. 
It was weird, but kind of... And, like, they were allowed to bring in one period-specific thing from the era, oh, like... that's funny. And one, one, one dude, like, was... I guess he had a really... Like, a manufacturing job or something, fabrication, and brought in a still. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> so great. you can make alcohol. Would this be Frontier House? Maybe? Uh, as a historical reality television series that originally aired on PBS from... Blah, 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 uh, 2002... The Sounds series followed right. three family groups that agreed to live as homesteaders in Montana on the American frontier in 1883. Yeah, that sounds Yeah, right. I can't imagine this... Unless they've tried to do this a couple times. It was interesting watching all these, like, modern families being like, Oh, things were different back then. I wasn't <laughs> expected to be this hard. Yeah, if you're a lady, you're like, oh shit, I guess they're not really not going to let us use tampons. I guess, oh fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see, Robert Dyer, who's still, oh, he's this guy who does mostly snack food reviews, um, oh, and also intercut with his, he's always running for office in Bethesda, Maryland, where he lives, so it's great, because he'll be like, hey everybody, I'm reviewing Taco Bell's new nacho fries. P.S. City Council Bethesda Bell is bullshit. Vote for me next week. It's just kind of <laughs> funny. Nice. Um, I can't believe this has evolved into us talking about the shit with Stool. Who do we follow on YouTube? Arlo, ah, the puppet guy. Yeah. Do, do you follow puppets and shit? No, but Arlo. Arlo is the one. Have you seen Arlo? He's like the Nintendo-oriented puppet commentator on YouTube. Ah, uh, sounds for just Arlo. He's oh, he, yeah, he really is just like Cookie Monster's little brother. He's actually kind of cute and clever. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen. There's him here. Donkey. I know you love Donkey. I don't get Donkey. Alton Brown, Anna. Ekana. Like every time a new video of Donkeys is posted somewhere, and somebody's like, "Look, it's Donkey." I try to watch it. And I'm like, he's not funny. Yeah, cooking with dog. Do you follow Food Wishes? I don't even. I've never even heard. I just food tweeted wishes. about Food Wishes. It's it's a YouTube channel. This this guy who sounds like a very friendly science high school science teacher, just talks about different recipes and stuff. Um, I just blindly tweeted about him a couple days ago, and everyone came out of the woodwork saying, "I love Food Wishes. Food Wishes is great." So I didn't realize he was a pop so popular. But mm. yeah, Frank Cifaldi and the video game preservation people, Jenny Nicholson, Lindsay Ellis, Mikey Newman. Follow a lot of people. You. We, we both watch way too much YouTube. Well, a lot of these people only update it, like, maybe once a month, so it's... it's Well, there's Crontendo, too, speaking of someone only updates, like, once a year. <laughs> Hop, I guess? Man, I'm assuming Hey Ash, What You Playing must be can't, must be done by now. Oh, I'm sure. Because they haven't uploaded anything because in years. Ashley Birch is successful, and Anthony Birch is Anthony Birch. Yeah, what's Anthony Birch up to these days? Who cares? I saw something where he showed up as, like, the writer of something, so he's still uh. getting work. But yeah, good for him. I just know that he became like a like an internet punchline for reasons I have no idea why. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a monkey. That's that's that's, us. that's our podcast, everybody. I played Sea of Thieves. What'd you play this weekend? To, to played, really date yeah, this been, podcast. I've been mashing through Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, you said you got uh, Monster Hunter in the mail. You didn't uh, fire that up yet? Oh, I'll be getting that. If anybody wants to play Monster Hunter, you're getting it? Well, I already have it. I've, I have I tweeted about it play? this morning. I fired up. I created a character. 
And just as I was starting the main game, like, starting the tutorial where they lead you around the first starting town to say, okay, this does this, this does that, this guy will help mm -hmm. me with this, I got a phone call, so I had to pause the game, and I, I was playing on a PlayStation 4, and so I, you know, kicked out to the main menu. Turns out that doesn't actually pause the game, and that I missed this whole opening orientation about all what all the stuff, yeah. all the people, and it's one of those things where, do I just restart, like, re-roll a character just so I can get that opening... <laughs> narration of like that opening tutorial information again or do i just like barrel it's, through it's complex as monster hunter is i'd say probably that's exactly and th then again i'm like man there's a th i'd rather just go and keep on playing PUBG rather than worry about like replaying the first like half hour of monster hunter again i only bought monster hunter because there's so many people on so many podcasts i listen to are just like this is the ultimate version of Monster Hunter. If you, even if you tried it before, you have to try this version because if this does version doesn't win you over, nothing will. And I'm like, I'm already like, <laughs> I think it's already fucked up with me. But yeah. well, I'm gonna get it so you and I can play together. If anybody out there in in listener land, yeah, do you know wants to play with us? We go play together. This is a good time to put that out there because like. This episode should go go live like two days after we record it, so it's gonna be a relatively fresh message. As as as, yeah. as assuming that you're listening to it in like the end of, end of January two thousand seven or two thousand eighteen, it is now or the yeah. beginning of February. It should be a relatively fresh message. Shockingly, I am Grumpy Turtle on PlayStation Network, and also shockingly, Bill is Mr. AIDS. <laughs> Although I don't know, because they ask you to name your character. I don't know if you show up as Mr. AIDS. In the game to with other. Do you also do you know how many they, how many people you can play with at the same time? At least four. Oh, okay. It's got at least four co-op. I think that might be the max. I'm not sure. I may have asked you about this before. Do you do you have any interest in Sea of Thieves? Yeah, I just I, I never play on the Xbox. Yeah, it was I was I, I actually I need to buy a new headset if I want to do it. Yeah, oh, that's you know what I found out that not that this is a cheap solution, but um. Yeah, because I don't have an Xbox headset either. I just have the um, the PlayStation 4 Gold headset. Turns out mm -hmm. that supposedly... I'm going to find that out for sure within the next day or two because all the stuff I bought for this is supposed to be arriving. Uh, if you buy the Xbox headset adapter, which mm -hmm. is 25 bucks or so, which at that point you could just get a cheap Xbox uh, headset. But if yeah. you get that and uh, like a male-to-male 3.5mm like uh, headphone jack cable... Uh, you could just plug one end of that cable into the headset, uh, Xbox headset adapter, and the other end at the bottom of the PlayStation 4 uh, wireless headset, and supposedly that'll work. Hmm. And so I bought, I threw down for the headset adapter and a cable, and that should be arriving sometime this week, so I'll get to see if that works. But yeah, because nothing's worse than having to have, like, separate headsets for every goddamn console you own. And then, that's the other thing, because I found out that... Um, I could actually use this the this Splatoon headset that they put out for the mm. Switch last summer on my Xbox, and halfway through playing uh, Sea of Thieves with some of the Player One podcast guys, my Splatoon headset died. Yeah. So, so much for that. And also, I can officially just throw my Splatoon <laughs> headset well. in the garbage, which, great, I, for like 30 bucks, I got like maybe two hours of use out of it. Well, Bill, you've got... After CFD comes out, you've got a week before you and I go full bore into Far Cry 5. Oh, yeah, because I forgot that uh, CFD doesn't come out for another couple months. When does Far Cry 5 come out? March 27th. Yeah, it's still a ways. CFD comes out March 20th. Oh, oh, oh. oh man, it's going to be February in a couple days. That means technically in a couple days it will be coming out next month. Mm -hmm. also means taxes are due. Ugh. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I should be doing. Then this you week. should do what I do and have a baby. Then you get more taxes back. Really? Can I borrow I, your yes. baby? Uh, if I babysit, yes. does that count? <laughs> it counts. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. That's. I'm trying to think of anything else I'm playing, watching. Like, like what? Like, yeah. In terms of like watching anything old or anything, I've not been watching stuff. It's enough just to keep up with stuff for this podcast. But yeah, we. Uh, I feel like you and I should like watch more Turner classic movies or something and if we find something like that comes across our yeah. plate that and we enjoy we can talk about well, especially this I'll, I'll I, I do play I, I do pay for PlayStation View I, which is like the fake digital cable and the half the reason I have that is for Turner classic movies but I don't watch it as often like as I'll I just, thought I would I'll put on old like Pro Nintendo videos in the background just for background noises I'm playing games and I could have old movies on or something to yeah Edumacate myself. Although, like over the weekend, Turn to Classic Movies did have Valley of the Guanji, which is an old '60s, uh, uh, it's cowboys versus dinosaurs movie, which that was good background, uh, mm. noise. It, it, it is funny when Turner Classic Movies isn't always just schmitty, but sometimes it gets a shitty. <laughs> They'll show Gorgo or some kind of Mystery Science Theater 3000 caliber movie. Um, but yeah, um. Yeah, old stuff is fun. I still, again, leading this back to His Girl Friday, like, yeah, no, that stuff can still be, like, comforting comfort food. Just, man, I I have a shitload of Burns and Allen old radio plays. If you ever want anything to listen to in the car, that's old-timey. If you want, like, 40 minutes of George Burns making fun of Gracie Allen being stupid, and then they both give you, like, a 10-minute commercial for Spam, the brand-new product <laughs> from Hormel Food Industries. Like, mm. that's that's what you want to listen to, man. That's I was listening to one of those episodes where they're talking about brand-new Spam, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How old is Spam? So, how, like, like, when was this episode fucking recorded? And, like, yeah, it turns out Spam was, like, invented in, like, 1939. Goodness gracious. <sighs> spam. Man, Spam. Spam. Man, I've never had spam. Spam is disgusting, but if you grew up with it, it's not that bad. Especially, I mean, you could eat it cold, but if you fry <laughs> it up, it's better, but then it gets super greasy. Ugh, no And it's you. weird to think that the GIs and it is stationed in Hawaii during World War II is kind of accidentally introduced into the culture there, so there's a lot of spam-related food in Hawaii of all places. Yeah. <sighs> no thanks. Yeah. What else? No, what else, Bill? Do we have a minimum length for the podcast? Not that I'm complaining, but like... No, we've, we've done like a 38-minute one. When we I was about to say, about we've done shorter Samson. episodes. Not that we're trying to... Like, I'm not even trying to pad things out, but I'm literally trying to think of anything else. You know what? If I were smart, I would have put out a word for, to our listeners saying, hey, this might be a short well, episode this week. Uh, give us some questions and we can answer them. So I'm trying to think of any so, questions people might have. Like, stuff Bill. Stuff you used to talk about on Boy Howdy that you don't get a chance to anymore. Hey, Bill, I hear... Via to Twitter Grapevine, you have kind of become obsessed with dollhouse-sized stuff? The dollhouse! What's this now? I keep on- my, I, I keep on joking my housemates that I've turned into that serial killer of a, of a housemate who I live in the basement and I work on dollhouses. <laughs> um, I'm two-thirds of the way done. Yeah, I don't even know where I found out about this, but I found out- online that there's this line of there it's not dollhouses but it's like little dollhouse scale dioramas uh mm-hmm. it's, it's from this company called robotime and they've produced like little diorama of like a greenhouse or an artist studio the one i found that i really thought looked really cool was 
Sam's Study. Lib- uh, it's like a little miniature corner library thing from the company called RoboTime. And uh, I used some Amazon credit I had to get it. It's, it was like 30 bucks on Amazon. And I picked it up, and that's what I've been working on for the last, like, three weekends in a row. Like, yesterday, I literally spent all day just, like, doing the electronics for, like, there's a little, like, a black chandelier that you build. And, uh, yeah, I did that, and I actually assembled, the, like, the actual, like, the, the actual room itself. It's, like, two walls and a floor and stuff. And, and uh, this weekend, <laughs> while listening to the Super Bowl, I'll be assembling literally a hundred tiny little paper books. <laughs> to line the shelves of this little library. Oh man, um, it's interesting because like like I've been, I've built tons of Lego in the last couple of years, but this is interesting because this is actually like it's a little more craftsmanzy because you're actually using wood and metal and glue and you like putting st- it's 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 kind of an interesting common uh, like medium between like Lego where everything's pre crafted and like I I grew up building lots of spaceship models, Star Wars models and stuff like that. And this is kind of like something that's a little bit like building a model but a little bit simpler but still kind of colorful and yeah. There's no like dolls that come with it though. It's just an empty environment. But I did figure out like my 6-inch black series scale Star Wars figures are kind of roughly to scale with the dollhouse. So if I wanted to have mm. if I wanted to play dollies, I could. <laughs> Have you been building or doing anything like that? No, I, I, I started off building a Ninjago boat you got for me for my birthday, but I, I, I've got two steps left I need to complete on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you already have a whole bunch of Lego stuff. I, don't, I, I guess in the next I couple did. of years, you're going to have to worry about like safety-proofing that from your kid from pulling them down off the, the shelves or anything. Yeah. I went to Toys R Us to get my nephew a Lego BB-8 because it's what he wanted for his birthday. Aw. And they didn't have any. They were out because it was right after Christmas. But they did have one last NASA Apollo Saturn V. I was like, well, it's the last one. So I've got to get it for me. Oh, so did you? You did get it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Congratulations. I mean, that's actually like a really. I can't believe they've never like reprinted that thing. Oh, is it rare? Yeah, no, it's. I think it's already out of prints. In fact, um. Already? Jeez. Uh, there was, well, they just announced the most, most recent round of, like, Lego Ideas, uh, stuff came out, where Lego's Ideas is the, kind of the fan-made thing where fans can kind of come up with their own ideas as to, like, Lego kits that Lego should, should publish in the future, and the fans get to vote on which ones they think are the best, and... If like one of these ideas gets so many votes, they get uh, like these designs get officially uh, submitted to Lego, and Lego then gets to decide whether or not they can actually produce these things in a mass capacity. And usually, they uh, the the last round before something is officially selected, there's four designs that get promoted by Lego, and then everyone has to vote which one of these four designs will become like Lego's next official toy. This most recent round, the four things, none of them made it through because of different licensing issues and stuff like that. And one of the things was supposed to be like a support tower for the Saturn uh, set. You still there? Yeah. Okay, I just heard you're clicking, so I assumed you were just muting yourself because either the dog or the baby exploded. Yes. Which is funny, because even hearing you say yes, I can hear you click on and off like, oh, thing, shit must be real bad over there. Um, also, I, when I hear myself talk for too long now, I just hear 
uh, as a result of the editing I did on our recent Psycho podcast, I could hear, like, the other version of myself telling me to shut the fuck up. Uh, which I thought was actually... Anyone who missed that episode should go back to listen to that. That was, that was some pretty great stuff. Yes, it was very fun. I laughed. Even thinking yeah. about it now, I'm still laughing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. was one of the Lego Lego's ideas was... Yeah, this big support tower for the Saturn thing. And everyone was really disappointed. But at the same time, other people pointed out the only the only people who would want to buy that thing are the people who already bought that. Like, it's really it would be really weird to have a set that is completely dependent on you already having bought another Lego set. And especially the Lego Saturn set was already kind of like a limited edition kind of thing. So Lego already knows like the maximum number of sets they could build that attached to that set could not be any bigger than the number of limited sets they've already sold of the original Lego Saturn V set. So it doesn't really make sense for them to put out like an additional set. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, I gotta go take care of a baby. Okay, so that's that's how the podcast ends with a poop, not a whimper. Yep, talked a lot longer than we thought, but not most of it was not about the movie we watched. Okay, his girl Friday is great. We're going to be back next week with uh, Bill and Ted's uh, bogus journey. Don't have to rush that much. Okay, well, I'm just picturing your babysitting on a shelf with like shit just splattered up the wall behind <laughs> it. So I'm just like, no. I, like you're you're having no. to catch things on a bucket now that are dripping off the ceiling. Okay, nothing that bad. The dog did not bite the baby. No. Okay, I'm always figured that's the worst case scenario. You do have vicious animals in your house. So vicious. So okay, okay. So let we'll go let you clean up the baby. Um, yeah. How do we wrap Next this time up? Bill and Ted. Yeah, C- get in touch with us on what's our stuff. Keep muttering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardy Podcast.com. Share us around. Schmitty. Let people know about us. Schmitty. 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 Schmitter. Yes. Thank you for whoever stuck through this really weird rambling episode of, of Tardy of the Party. We'll be back on schedule next week, unless for some reason I decide it's not really worth taking notes for the, the Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which is not going to happen. I'll have notes next time. Yeah. So also, yeah, I have I have a copy of that film I can throw your way whenever you want. So okay, we're gonna wrap this up so you can okay. get out of here, and yeah, we'll talk Sounds to you guys good. next week then. Okay. Remember, tell your pop culture halls with pop culture. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stuff. So long. Say your impression of the murderer in this film. Okay. I didn't yeah. kill him. Okay. okay goodbye. I, 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 this is us. Goodbye. We're shuttering the writer's desk now. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs>